Interning, a Thomson Reuters podcast. Being a Black Intern. Hello and welcome back to Interning. I'm Beverly, your host, and joining me today to discuss the importance of her why is Layla Thomas. Good afternoon, Layla. Good afternoon, Beverly. How are you? Very good. Happy to be speaking with you today. Good, good. It's nice to see your, your smiley face, although everybody can't see that. I'm, I'm hoping they can hear that come through. Before we dig in, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? I'm the founder and CEO of Urban Synergy. Always worked in the technology world for over 20 years. I was seconded from the London Stock Exchange uh, to grow the charity and help lots of young people to reach their full potential. That's pretty powerful. So your secondment in the first instance, congrats. Thank you. Helping young people reach their full potential, that, that's quite an undertaking. And it, it would be unfair of me not to mention that you've been at the helm of Urban Synergy now for over two decades, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, just over 15 years. Just over 15, 15 years. years. I've aged you by yeah. five, so I apologise. I apologise <laughs> for that. I'm thinking, gosh, it's got to have been... 20 years now I've been hearing about uh, the organization and and the good work the organization does it's been it's been a long time it's been a long time you know we saw a need with regards to supporting young people um to just access work opportunities that they can see in Canary Wharf and the city from their local bedroom windows and it's been an amazing journey to seeing young people working in the city in Canary Wharf now it's been fantastic what is your origin story? What's the, you know, what was your purpose? What was your original driver for, for all of it? Gosh, in 2007, uh, youth crime in London was hitting a record high. And every time he turned on the TV, there was negative stories about youth in general. And in particular, there was, most of the time, it was overrepresentation. So seeing young black boys in particular, being on the news a lot, being in the, all the wrong places, whether that's unemployment or health or just, you know, ex- exclusion from different things. And it's funny because on the flip side, I worked in Canary Wharf or in Docklands and worked in a team um, of all men and the company itself wanted to see more people like me working in technology from a gender perspective, but also from a race perspective. So I saw it kind of like a supply and demand issue because I knew a lot of young people that were vibrant, bright, talented, but whether they saw themselves working in the city in Canary Wharf or aware of the opportunities that were at their doorsteps was a was a problem. And that's, you know, basically um, the real driver behind the charity. But also the prime minister at the time was actually calling for mentors and role models to go into local schools to help support young people to be confident and just to have higher self-esteem and have the right skills so they can, you know, reach their full potential. So I read somewhere that, for, I mean, obviously for you, this is, this is, this was very, very personal and you took it upon yourself to drive through on a mission that was, that was close to your heart ultimately, but that the role model for you um, and having a role model for you was really important and that uh, you, I think you referenced your aunt. Did I read that properly? I've been doing yeah, my research. Did. I've been doing <laughs> my did. research. Yeah, I've you been doing your research. I have been doing my research. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> but you, you referenced your aunt as as being your role model, you know, having seen her um, and witnessed her, you know, working her way up uh, within an organisation, you know, into a senior position. What I didn't catch actually was, 
you know, what was her role model? Was it just sheer determination why she wanted to do it? And therefore you recognised that? I mean, what what was it? Do you, do you know? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I know my granddad, he, you know, he had his professional career as well. Um, just, I think from the Caribbean, well, the Caribbeans that I know, um, the next generation's up, they're very proud, they're charismatic, they do things properly, respectful, they help others in the family. And I think we've inherited that mm-hmm. because when I've looked at sometimes what makes people who they are, it's the people that are around them, you know, the parents and wider family members that we learn from. So my granddad was a certain way. I never thought, thought about this before, actually, until you asked me. Um, but I always remember my granddad, you know, is well-dressed, you know, worked hard, looked after his family. He was really a really good role model. And I think um, my aunt was exactly the same, well-presented. She worked in an investment bank. She was, you know, director level. And she didn't change who she was. She just did things properly, you know, everything she committed herself to. And as we look down, I think, you know, I've inherited that way. Whatever I do, I try I do my best. I don't believe in excuses. If I say I'm going to do something, I'd like to do it. And um, like my parents and my aunt, if I can help somebody else, then I do. Uh, and I think with the charity, I think, you know, being around young people, you know, you, you don't learn everything from your family. Um, you learn things from role models around you. You know, it helps you to believe and see where you can be. Basically, I think that's why my aunt is how she was and how I've become who I have and why I've done the charity and hoping that the young people we work with will plant that seed so they'll continue to have those exact same values Mm -hmm. and help other people Mm -hmm. and just open eyes and open doors to help next generations of people to, you know, just be, be great at what they do. Well, I suppose the idea of family and role models is, is different, right? You know, it's, it's, dare I say, generational changing uh, or changes, you know, the scene changes, the people that you consider to be or call uh, your family um, or your rocks are are very different to what they were, you know, 10, 15, even 20 years ago. So some may say that, you know, you were you were fortunate and that you were lucky, but being able to carry that forward to to be an example um, is, is, a, is a great thing to do. It's a passionate thing to do, right? I, I always think about what is that driver? What is my, my passion? project and therefore what drives me and what what makes me who I am based on my authentic self and if nothing else I think the last few months you've you know you've you've driven at it for the last 15 years but from a personal perspective you know we've been driving at this objective for the last six months six seven months and I have to say I didn't I didn't quite appreciate how much of a purpose this would ignite personally you talk about values, I suppose, right? You, you speak of your grandfather and your, you know, your aunt and your your parents, but that purpose of doing and and being focused and, you know, your your why, right? So, bringing this back nicely to the reason and the why behind us speaking today, you know, is that idea of sharing, right? Sharing, sharing the wealth, sharing the knowledge, and providing direction. You know, I don't think you have to be an expert to provide direction you just you just got to have a, a willingness to do it right and you've got to be open to not wanting something on the back end actually yeah. right yeah it's just you're doing it because that's for whatever reason and sometimes you don't even need to explain the reason because you want to do it right and i think if you if you go at something in a truly truly or selfless way it radiates through sometimes you can lead without being a leader 
right? Yeah. You can you can do that. You know, you have a natural instinct to gather like-minded people together, um, unite on a cause, on an important cause, and therein lies the black internship scheme. Now, inevitably, I'm I, I need to lead the the conversation back to to talking about the scheme and 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 your involvement in it with us, but also you know what drives you. I, I would hope that that you know some of those similarities are there for what drove us, um, you know, to try and fulfil this purpose to uh, bring awareness, uh, create a scheme, uh, create opportunities, encourage future leaders from a different pipeline, and ideally, you know, open open those doors that are not necessarily they're not always available to everyone. Right. That's right. There's no denying um, that. We've enjoyed the ups and downs of creating a program on this side, uh, as it at Thomson Reuters of, of this kind. You have spent 15 years developing a scheme. Tell us a little bit about that. Urban Synergy's been interesting. I mean, um, it's born out of passion. It's a joint issue that we're working on. I believe in everybody working together and having a win-win-win approach. It should be an enjoyable journey and there should be a need. And in the workplace, there's underrepresentation. In the community, young people always benefit from having mentors and role models um, to look up to, to have access to information to help young people from primary school have information to make informed decisions at key transition stages of their lives. So that starts from primary school. So what we do, we bring the inspirational, relatable role models into primary school to open the eyes of young people to broaden their career horizons. So if they see Beverly, oh my God, Beverly, you know, we believe everybody, should, every young person should have a role model to look up to who looks like them. So that when they see you, they think, oh my God, if Beverly who's like me, I can work there too. So that's where we start off with the primary school. And then as you get through secondary school, developing those skills you know, um, mock interview, presentation skills and making sure young people have got a CV. It's really important. And that shows us and future employers that that young person's reliable and committed. Once they completed the mentoring program, they access work opportunities. And that's really the important bit. You know, whether that's doing work experience for a day, whether that's an apprenticeship opportunity, whether it's a graduate opportunity, Urban Synergy connects the young people with that job. The reason why we do that from primary school age is if you think of it, a lot of the young people we work with might not have a lawyer, a doctor, a scientist, an engineer, you know, an editor in the family. And it all starts to widen that talent pipeline. You've got to start from a young age. It's not just the older ones as they've got, you know, completed their degree. It starts from primary school age to inspire young people to maybe study computer science or to study English if they want to be a journalist. So they make, so we're widening that talent pool as much as is possible from an early age. You mentioned in that, you know, seeing that role model, and we've spoken a lot over the course of just creating this podcast about representation and the importance of representation, right? So whether it's a mentor going into a school and providing a, a, a vision merely by being who they are and being relatable, whether it's a, a person of color that you can see who is female, very important, right? Or a person of color that you can see who is male and doing a particular particular job and sounds like me, right? So looks and sounds can also be really important. 
because there are lots of unfortunately biased and neg- negative stereotypes that many, many, many individuals need to get over. So representation, both in the classroom, in the boardroom, in the workspace, you know, at all levels is hugely beneficial, but also to be from a variety of backgrounds, right? Because you need all those ingredients, different types of ingredients um, to make for a, I'm going to say flavorsome pot of food and really and truly, uh, forgive me the indulgence of, <laughs> of the analogy reference, but you know, it's, it, it's really important, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. really, really important to have those differences of opinions, to have those differences of experiences, even if it's just different backgrounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, Beverly, you know, um, some of the world's biggest problems are resolved by people who have diversity of thought, different diversity of background to troubleshoot those. It's really important that we are bringing that diversity into the workplace if we're working in a global you know, truly global economy, which we are, and mm. um, deliver the best products, yeah, that make it relevant. So, no, it's good. It's, I find it really interesting. It's, it's quite important. It's very important that we do operate in that way. And what does, you know, spending time with young people from a very young age, nurturing them through, guiding them through the process of identifying where they want to be, who they want to be, what they want to look up. I mean, that's a huge responsibility, right? And then translating what success looks like for them, right? Because not everybody is going to be successful. Even if you show them the way, not everybody's going to be successful. Even if you spend hours of training and nurturing and mentoring and you hope for the best, sometimes it just doesn't work out, right? What does success look like, you know, for many of the young people that participate in your program or I have to say, or any other, any other program that's out there, right? Because there are lots of programs out there and available. That's assuming everybody has access to them. That's right. That's why we need to do more and work together more (laughs) so we can reach more and help more. Yeah. And see more diversity. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So what does it look like? It's all about choices, um, really, and helping young people to have choices. It's nice being able to broaden career horizons for young people at a young age so that they can choose places they want to be. You know, supplying mentors or role models to help them be happy and have information, you know, things that we've fallen over. We should be learning from each other, you know. Uh, that's why CEOs have mentors and everybody can have a mentor. Everyone can benefit from a mentor. So, you know, so you can learn from pitfalls um, and avoid those. So it's just helping young people transition in a happy way and just reach their full potential, ideally. But what we're really, uh, is really about is helping young people so they're confident, you know, they can find something that inspires them, they can understand how to get there, really. But more than that, we are, you know, trying to find, you know, each and every one of the young people we work with a work opportunity. Mm-hmm. There is research out there that when young people do work experience at a young age, it increases their earning potential, <laughs> you know, um, for them personally, that's a great thing. You know, if they get the inspiration and they're happy and they connect a job to what they want to do, it Im- improves their education output. The schools are happy, the young people are happy, the parents are happy and the workplace is happy because they're getting young people that are able to do the job. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they're confident. They can work independently. They have all they're work ready young people at a young age. So it's been nice seeing young people at the age of you know eighteen, for example, being able to work independently and fit into the workplace and not feeling like a fish out of water, and having you know and a support network around them. Um, and it's a win 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 for everybody involved because everybody volunteers. They can see the benefit of their work. And doing good feels good and the company gets their diverse talent. So success is the win-win-win. The young person benefiting first and foremost, because we have the young person at the heart of everything that we do. So they're reaching their potential, they're accessing opportunities they never had access before. Mm-hmm. And and we you know provide that nurturing network for them to grow within, but also the company benefits and the wider community and society benefits from it also. Social economically, everybody benefits from and I'm not saying that you know the origin point is your program or our program or the program but ultimately as time progresses everybody benefits because getting a different understanding of needs and trying to fulfill those needs through every stage of their learning and growing process maturing process in fact it helps it layers on we have as you know had the absolute pleasure of having Kanye and Zion in the organization. Kanye's still here. Yay. Fantastic. Um, yes. <laughs> Zion, Zion only, only literally just um, uh, completed his internship with sales. And I think it goes without saying. And I think everyone's like, oh my gosh, here she goes again. This, you know, we're four episodes <laughs> in and she's still gushing about these two. But <laughs> I will, I will continue to do so because in reference to that, getting in at a young age providing guidance, showing a role model, but also having a sponsor because whether it's a young person or whether it's somebody who's already in a role within an organization, right, from a diverse background, I think mentoring or having a mentor and or having a coach, hugely beneficial, right? That's right. You know, hugely beneficial. I can attest to that. (laughs) But having a sponsor is something different, right? And Personally, I think that the sponsor, the advocate, the ally, you know, these are all additional layers that are not just there for the sake of using that word because it sounds good, that they are helpful additions to allow you to progress, you know, in in whatever field you might be in. It helps you balance out your thoughts sometimes, you know, it's, it's healthy to be able to spend time with others who have various and varied experiences, you know, through their working life, cross-gender, right? It's hugely beneficial. So what we tried to do in the time of which they were within the organization and still now is not just providing that mentorship, but also, you know, coaching and sponsorship because Sometimes you need more than just to to show up. You need sometimes somebody to recognize that you're showing up, you know, and contributing and to identify with you and to be a sponsor of you in those rooms, at those tables, in those meetings, in those situation scenarios where, you know, you're not present, Mm. right? An ally is beneficial but sometimes you have to find them in order for that benefit to be fulfilled, right? Yeah, 
And that's why it's nice having the Urban Synergy role models and mentors because we've transitioned into a workplace and we know sometimes what it can take to grow in that workplace as well. But a young person doesn't know how to do that. And sometimes they're saying like, um, it's who you know, but then again, what we've, I've also said it's, but who knows you? Mm. And it's nice being able to be that ally, that champion, that sponsor for a young person, you know, that can say, I know you can do it. You've got all the qualities at a young age that you can do it. This is what you need to do. And then to see them, you know, come up and get that opportunity in the workplace has been fantastic. So we did that with the Black Internship Scheme. But even before the Black Internship Scheme, you know, you mentioned working with organisations. And and of course, we as Thomson Reuters have been mentoring with or providing mentors to Urban Synergy, therefore working with Urban Synergy for many, many years, right? Many, many moons. Yes, many, many moons. (laughs) Many, 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 many moons. We'll make moons years for those those, those (laughs) trying to figure out what on earth I'm talking about. So we know the benefit of it and we have tons of programs within the organisation. I always profess my deep joy at working at Thomson Reuters, right? Because as an organisation, but I've been with twice now, as well as yourself over the years, I think that they're, they're not, they, we are not shy in coming forward, first out of the gate in many things. And, and we have, you know, really good progressive programmes of learning to ensure that we encourage, nurture, mentor, sponsor, ally, all of which we fell back on when we created the Black Internship Scheme and used the framework to leverage, you know, that rich knowledge that was already within the organisation, you know, to our benefit and obviously to the benefit of the the interns uh, that that spent, you know, the last almost six months with us now, right, and are still thriving. But, you know, I mean, it has to be said. How would you, and this is you personally, by the way, how would you challenge or counter the challenge even, you know, that a programme like the Black Internship Scheme at Thomson Reuters potentially has, you know, too narrow a focus? Oh, I would say, I wouldn't say, a focus is always good. You know, every business should have a focus. Uh, Like every charity, um, we have a focus and ours is to help underrepresented people connect into the world of work. It's not about being exclusive, it's about being inclusive. The programs that we have put in place help to address that imbalance because we know access to the world of work is not necessarily, it's not balanced and it's not equal. What I mean by that, so if you're coming from a a school that doesn't have, you know, young people aren't familiar with doing um, tests or having all those positive role models around you or doesn't have access to that information, what Urban Synergy does, we provide a platform to provide this equitable support that we're talking about so that to level the playing field for young people so that we build them up, give them access to, you know, 
people that can help them have a CV, people that can help them with maybe job applications initially, you know, build them up so they are confident that they, you know, what it's like to work in a place like that. If you haven't got anyone that works in a place like Canary Wharf and the city, and there's many, that's why we have underrepresentation, right? That's what we do. So that when they do transition into the workplace, they are able to thrive and excel like everybody else. And that's really why we have to focus. I think George Floyd opened my eyes quite a bit, actually, around, um, and I think not just myself, I think it was the whole world, he, the situation. It opened up everyone's eyes. And I think I've heard, you know, somebody said to me, but Leela, you know, I've, I've become aware of intersectionality. Mm. So, you know, we have different networks, women's network, different networks, different needs. So people have a voice. From a female perspective, you know, these female programs might, leadership programs, but then do you see the race diversity come into that? And that's where you think, oh, actually, no, that, that, that isn't actually cutting through. So that's why we do need to focus on um, the black representation programs to make sure that we are being included <laughs> in, the, in those opportunities. Somebody said to me, oh, yeah, well, you know, white, white males, everybody, you know, they will know a white female. You know, they'll have a sister, a wife or a daughter, but do they know a black female? So they might not be aware of that. So it's the intersectionality that we are championing or sponsoring people from a race perspective mm-hmm. to have a fair chance, an equal chance, so that when they do enter the workplace, they excel. So potentially the talent that you found might not be through the conventional places where you might have um, found them, but when they've actually got in, you'd be like, oh, wow, <laughs> this has been amazing. And, and this is a story that we're hearing through many of the companies we're working with, mm-hmm. whether it's the companies. And what I do love about the mentoring piece, we have all levels of staff mentoring, corporate mentors, mentoring our young people. But we do have amazing, very senior level mentors as well. And one of the quotes, when we won an award recently, uh, one of our mentors at working at Canary Wharf said, he's become being a catalyzed into a better change agent and I thought that's amazing change agent yeah. a change agent mm-hmm. so it, what, what the charity has done is provided a platform that you could work in the community and meet people you would never have met before but we're, we're all human beings and it's mm. been amazing to see how everyone's benefited from it you know that mentor is very senior he's benefited from it and again the young person's benefited from it and you can see that young person once they get that experience you know with yourselves it shows it will show another company on their journey. Oh my God! If they worked at Thomson Reuters, then God, their their profiles already been lifted. You've changed their whole potential career path or trajectory. It's been amazing. Yeah, don't underestimate the impact what you folks have been doing, or you know Thomson Reuters, um, the opportunities you provided with the mentoring, with the internship. It's life changing. Yeah, absolutely. The, the phrase sticking in my mind right now is change agent. It's such a powerful phrase, isn't it, to be a change agent, because that is the epitome of just of just doing. And if all you need to do is show up, right, and lend your time, your energy, again, just look how powerful and amazing that would be for the, the people that you, you, your paths cross and, yeah. you know, just the simple act of being there and, and being engaged and, and just being willing to show up to spend a bit of time. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say thank you 
for answering the main the main bulk of my questions to you today. I always love listening to not just the origin story, but just how how focused and passionate you are about what it is that you do, why you do it, what drives you to do it. And I won't go into the long laundry list of awards that you've won for doing it. I will simply say congratulations on this recent award and I'll leave it there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, might, I might just pop it in your bio so everybody can take a look. But yeah, yeah. Um, always, always well-deserved and uh, a, a pleasure to speak to you. But it's not over yet because, as you know, the format of the show, and I shall just remind you, goes as follows. We have our discussion and we round out with questions from the previous guests that uh, I would like you to answer, of which I won't comment on. Uh, <laughs> the questions that you need to leave for our next guest. Um, and then you're going to get your flash threes. So let me put the guest questions to you first, and then we'll round out with your flash threes. So previous guests left... The following questions for you, not knowing that you were <laughs> you were next, that you were next in the in the hot seat. So, I, are are you ready? On. Yeah, go on then. Okay, all right. So, question number one: What's the why behind DNI for your team? Two part. What makes DNI so crucial for your team to be able to do what it needs to do to contribute? to your work and business? The why behind DNI is inclusion, having a voice. And we should all have a voice to contribute to making the world, making society, making business, making life just a better place. For your team? For the team, for my team. Okay. And what makes DNI so crucial uh, for your team to be able to do what it needs to do to contribute to the work and the business that, that you do? Well, it's like employee networks like yourselves, Ben. You know, if we didn't have the DNI initiatives, maybe we wouldn't have access to the resources to support those in need in the community. And it's the DNI that has provided a platform for us to support young people to be positive about their futures, see role models, to work with organisations top, down, bottom, up. Um, and that's why it's important that we have the DNI to within our business. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And your final question in this section. More. What's the one... <laughs> it was up to me you'd have five what's the one action uh, that you would take within your team to help retain excite and develop diverse talent given what you do and the reach that you have the one action is to take action and everyone should do mentoring everybody should do that use their volunteering time do mentoring so be a mentor be a mentor no matter what level, no matter who you are, we should should all take the action. Be a mentor. Try it. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay, so we're we're at the part where this is completely random. No rhyme or reason to these questions, other than the fact that they popped into my head this morning. So, are you ready for your flash three? Yeah, go on then. And whilst you're answering your flash three, I do hope you're also preparing your questions for the guest 
after you. Oh, well. Behind. Do I have to do that right now or can I write them yes. down and send them through to you afterwards? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'd like your questions before you leave. Right. So are you ready? <laughs> yep. This is the selfless act question. Mm-hmm. If you could grant one wish, but enable to have that wish, it would shorten your life by five years. Would you still grant it? If I had one wish. One wish. Anything at all. Anything at all. And it would simply no. shorten your life by five years. No. Would you do it? No. You wouldn't do it? No, I don't want to shorten my life. <laughs> That one wish, that one, wow, that one world wish where you could, you know, world hunger, world peace, stop the flooding. No, you'd I don't like want to the sciences, I'm scared. You want to I don't want to change the sciences. Yeah, no, You'll no. Be, yeah, no, no, you no, decline. No, you don't, you uh, yeah, don't, decline. You don't want the wish. No, you don't want the no, wish. Just, I'm, I'm proud of the consequences. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. This, this just got dark. All right. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> so your next question. Do you have any regrets? What's your one what's your one regret? One one thing that springs to mind. One regret I have is many years ago I I got to a stage in my career where I could have gone potentially onto senior management and because I didn't have any guidance or have confidence or didn't see those pathways I, I chose an alternative route um, but that's why I'm a fan of of mentoring because if I had that mentoring I would have become gone on to that scene taking that next step up progression onto senior management a lot earlier than what I have done now I was going to say see ya <laughs> and then, I know unless, but I would have unless I'm you know that's in the charity space but not in my technology space right so senior management position within the technology space was an aspiration and that's your regret yes doesn't yeah. doesn't mean that you know you're, you're bossing in your own right let's just put that out there but that's true that's true <laughs> don't don't diminish where you are by any means but that's your one regret yeah, I just don't want other young other young females potentially to take a sideward step when they could progress and go upwards so um, I recently found out that, that uh, our heritage is from the same Caribbean island. <laughs> the best place in the world. Best place in the world, but, you know, not that we want to cause any controversy. So, <clears throat> uh, Jamaica. Yep. Ooh, ooh. Yep. West of the island. South, southwest of the island or north. And Why? It's going to be North Coast, got the best beaches, got the best clubs, best people, best food. And it's got me <laughs> and my family. <laughs> and that's her final answer. <laughs> that's my final answer. That's your final answer. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much. I think that's a, that's a really great place to pause for your questions. What question would you like to, to ask the next guest? What's your one question you'd like to ask the next guest? Right, the Black Internship Programme has been a successful programme identifying talent from the Black Minority Ethnic Community. How can we grow the Black Internship Programme so that more talent can come through the doors of Thomson Reuters? So thank you so much for joining me today, Leila. It's been absolutely wonderful speaking to you as always. And I think that's a really great place to stop. Appreciate it. Thank you. Interning, a Thomson Reuters podcast. Don't miss new episodes. 
Follow on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.